0: This is frank Skinner. frank Skinner This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via Frank at Absoluteradio.co.uk. Options what the modern world's all about.
1: Frank, I'd just like to make an announcement. Okay. Did you know uh, the first episode of Fantasy Football League was broadcast on this day in 1994? I didn't know that. Okay. Hashtag on this day. How long
0: ago was that? I
1: like that someone's put hashtag on this day. Yeah, it used to be a thing,
0: (laughs) didn't it? (laughs) On this day. (laughs) And then it's been yeah, usually bigger stuff than that. Battles and, you know, things. But that's... uh, So that 94... 29... 29 years. Yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Still going, of course. Don't forget, guys. Yeah. Not with me, though. So, um, <laughs> do you remember I was talking last week about, I saw a historian doing a, a documentary about um, Henry VIII. Well, it was about Thomas Cromwell, actually, but he, he kept on about Anne Bolling. Uh, yes. And I've tracked him down. His name is Dermid McCulloch. Do you know him? Oh, when you sort
1: of tracked him down, that sounds a bit
0: alarming. Mm. You turn up at his door. Oh, no, but I wanted to, I just wanted to know who he was. And then I saw a, an interview with him talking and he said uh, 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 that he'd probably been wrong in that um, documentary. I really oh, he? He said, I'm said, But he said, yeah. He said, I realise now from reading things that it should be said. And then he wasn't even talking about, he said, Thomas Cromwell. No. So he's rewriting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely. So now it's Anne Boling and Thomas Cromwell. Oh, dear. Why doesn't he just go maximum authenticity and narrate the whole thing in Middle English? Yeah, if, Henry, read, if Henry, Henry the really Henry VIII. Henry the
0: Yeah, he did he's eat almost, a lot, of course. He's almost
1: trying to sort of cozyfy them, isn't he?
0: I think if they made a biopic of Henry VIII, Ben Stokes would be perfect, wouldn't he?
1: Well, he'd have to narrow mm. it up a bit with the old method. No, but you could just, you, you, could,
0: you could quilt. You could quilt a jerkin. You can always quilt a jerkin. That's <laughs> my uh, in my experience. <laughs> You're always saying that. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my <laughs> mottos. Oh, I had a very good. You know, we have text ins on the show. Occasionally, they're a little uh, offbeat. I had a very good one on Talk Sport this week, which I thought, oh God, yes, that's respect. Hmm. Okay. It was. Um, What's the worst experience you've had with the phonetic alphabet? (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic! I love that. Oh wow! Oh, Oh, so anyway, so that's that. And um, oh yeah, we went out last week. Me and uh, me, Pierre and Emily went dining after the show. We didn't tell the staff. They know. Looking at each other. In a mixture of horror and hate,
1: I'd say a little bit. I'd say seven percent relief.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's you know I did that when I um, during my television career. <laughs> I uh, when I did um, uh, Room One Hundred One. I don't know if you remember that, baby. But uh,
1: are you addressing you dressing me?
0: We did and, Yeah, exactly, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, there was about seven series, and every one of them I went to the, what they call the wrap party at the end, where everyone gathers and pats each other on the back and says, it's great, we'll see you next series. Uh, that, And when we got to six or seven, the producer said to me, I said, uh, it's dif- I might be a bit late uh, this time, it's difficult, but I-, I will get there, you know. And he said... Uh, it's all right," he says. "If you don't come, I said. No, nah, I have to go." He said, "I'll be honest with it. I think most people would prefer it if you didn't come." <laughs> no. He said, "I think everyone's a bit tense while you're there. They don't want to really, you know, get drunk and have fun. And then when you go, <laughs> it get It's actually quite good after you've gone." What do you say? I said, "Well, I won't come then." He said, uh, "You can come, but I, you know." I said, "No, I we'll won't come." He said, "Okay then." <laughs> So I didn't go, and everybody was happy. (laughs) I was thinking they'd be thinking, oh, does he think he's not coming? But in fact, they were thinking, why is he staying? Just go.
1: I think you did the right thing. It's like when a young relative invites you to their party. My niece invited me to her 21st. That's Mm. politeness. Would I have turned up? Of course I wouldn't. You can't go to the young people's Well, my, my
0: nephew said, You're coming to my wedding? I said, Of course I'm coming to your wedding. He said, It's in Bali. I said, No. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not. I'm not going there. <laughs> Ridiculous.
2: Frank Skinner
0: on Absolute Radio. To say, do you still wear a pink beret? Is that gone? I don't know. I love the white people. You know, people. Who's that MP who just wore a white suit at all times? Martin. And I, I can't remember a surname. Martin, let's call him Martin. He was Martin. I feel He's we so, know him well. I enough.
1: would describe him as Peak Martin. <laughs>
0: but imagine, imagine making a decision. I'm just going to wear this all the time, and then I'll be. People will know me better. Yeah. I quite I, like it. I'm,
1: Charles Brandreth has done that a bit with the, with the um, jumpers. Yeah. The jumpers, isn't yeah. he? But at least,
0: who, Do they when he goes on the One Show? <laughs> And he does. Is the BBC paying for that jumper or is he actually paying for all those terrible jumpers he'll never wear again?
2: Or is there some enormous, tyrannical, hideous jumper corporation that's getting free advertising from Giles' chest? Free advertising. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because a lot of people think, yeah, I'd like (laughs) one of those. It was a thing for a while, the
0: ironically hideous jumper. Mm. Yes, it was. But all ironic things, they don't last long.
1: I uh, in fairness to, Gile- <laughs> <laughs> to Giles Brandreth to G B. Yeah. I saw him on something the other day and he made an observation, I thought, Oh, I think I'd really get on with you. I liked it. I liked his thinking. He was talking about traffic wardens, Mm. and he said, what I object to is the fact that they wear a military uniform and they've got no business wearing that kind of style uniform. Mm. And he he said they should all wear, like, clown outfits to make the experience nicer. Or
0: something knitted, maybe. (laughs) And then he said, my corporation (laughs) would be able to help them out. That's a mm. high visibility uh. So anyway, we went uh, we went out for fish and chips. Yes. With Pierre and uh Emily. That was uh, it was very impromptu, I say, to console some of the staff who were now in tears. Um <laughs>
1: And what happened, Frank? Can well, I'll tell you, you what we
0: did. I actually, I broke my... Cause I remember recently I decided that I was just going to have chips. Chips on their own. Mm. Chips and cheese are the two things you should eat on their own. And they shouldn't... Don't bother with fish, crackers, any of the things that normally accompany. If you have either chips or cheese, just eat them on their own. That's my, what I've realised. They don't need a chaperone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I broke it because they had roe. And that's my weakness. Yeah. A nice row. Now some people, especially the middle classes I find, don't even know what row is. Don't they? I once had um a, quite a, a posh runner, and I said he said there's a fish and chip shop I could get you some food from. This is on a on a show I was on. And I said, Oh great. Could you get row and chips? And he said, Yeah. You know the way some people just think, I'm going to just seem like I know everything. (laughs) He said, yeah, I'll get row and chips. And off he went. He came back with seven row and some chips. You normally have like two absolute (laughs) bags. But he just didn't know how many of these things that you ate. Anyway, when I ordered them in the shop, you will uh, recall, Emily and Pierre, the guy very kindly said, uh, it's not fish. (laughs) It's fish eggs. And, uh, of course, what I should have said was, yes, I I like to get in early (laughs) with the fish. But what I actually did, mistakenly, even though he was... um, I didn't feel his English was necessarily, um, you know, he, he, he sounded like it mm. was a second language. Mm. I told him quite a long anecdote about a thing that happened to me in an Indian restaurant when I ordered Bombay Dock, And the man said, uh, really? Really? <laughs> and I said, yeah, Bombay Dot please. He said, oh, well, I don't know if that's a good idea. I said, what do you mean? I'm just ordering it. And he said, only very old Indian men eat that. Yeah. And I said, uh, well, I want it anyway. And then uh, he went away. And uh, about five minutes later, I smelled one of the worst smells I'd ever smelled in my life, as if someone had opened a medieval grave. <laughs> <laughs> And it was the Bombay Dock arriving. And Pierre, when I told this story, said, oh, you didn't know it was fish. Now, I did know it was fish, Mr. (laughs) Nowall. But (laughs) I didn't think it would smell like that. (laughs) Anyway, I told this long story as the man's eyes completely glassed over. Can I just say
1: he hated that story? And I I, I felt awful
0: for you because you'd gone in, you'd committed. I realised halfway through... I should have known, really, because he had um, twin earrings, one on each ear. And I don't think I've ever met a man with an earring in each ear that I've really got into any sort of deep relationship with.
1: Oh.
2: But anyway...
1: And other revelations I I wasn't expecting this morning.
2: I I could see him searching your story for why it meant that you had to have roe and how you knew it was eggs.
1: uh, But at the end, if you remember, he
2: said,
0: no, fish and chips. (laughs) Traditional. Yes. And that was it. Like don't even I don't even want to hear stories (laughs) about other cuisine. Get out of here with your cuisines from other places stories. Get lost. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of the double earrings thing. That's my sign. I remember there used to be a uh, a spin-off from Happy Days called Laverne and Shirley, do you remember that? And one of them said she never trusted a man in a pinky ring pinky being your little finger so anyone and that really stopped me man if I met a man who would got a ring on his little finger I would be extremely suspicious of them as human beings oh
1: it's quite uh, yeah it's quite so, posh people isn't it you're going to have to get used to that so
0: what's Pos- your uh, what's your warning signs <laughs> uh, I'd love to know what do you see for someone and think oh be careful of this one 8-12-15 on absolute radio
1: did you think there was a bit of a strange atmosphere in that fish and chip shop? Um, I did. The fish and We chi- haven't named the, it, so the,
0: it's fine. The row and chips, I have to say, were lovely. The food was lovely.
2: Mm, Traditional. I, oh, I'd like... Um, regarding pinky rings... As a, mm. a sign of distrust, mm. it's um it's an aristocratic thing originally to have a pinky ring. It's your signet ring. It's got your family coat of arms on, and it's indented, so you press it into a wax seal on an old timey letter. That right, that
0: can't be what they were referring to in Laverne and Shirley, though, can it?
2: But it's a it's a pretension to sort of. Like a classic, uh, what's that movie with the, the con artist set in the south of France? A oh,
1: dirty, rotten scoundrel. Yes, yeah, yeah the sort
2: of thing that uh, uh, one of those guys would put on to sort of go, I'm the lost duke of uh, oh, Schmaravia, and, you know, <laughs> okay. sort of, to trick wealthier oh, dowagers. I like, I like
0: the sound of him. Yes, exactly. Schmaravia <laughs> sounds like one of the few Yiddish uh, <laughs> <Yes>. European states. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah
1: so it's a signifier. I never the... knew that. No.
0: Little finger. I
2: should be looking for a family. Crest or something. If I've encountered
1: a few gentlemen with pinkies in my time. Yeah. yeah,
2: but did they have a crest or did they have initials?
0: Uh, what do
1: you think?
2: <laughs> I think they probably had a crest.
0: I
1: know that. I, I, I've come across the old initial.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I never knew that. though. That's uh, great news. And I think that uh, in France the tradition was to wear it inwards, so you'd have you'd only see your your family crest if you opened your own. Palm, it wouldn't have it on display. Well, I have a, I have issues with that.
0: Um, which way up you wear things with writing on? What oh, do you not? wear them so that when I look at it, like um, when <laughs> faye our previous assistant producer, left the other week, she brought us all a name bracelet. Yes, lovely. And uh, I've got mine on now, and, and she put it on for me because it's quite hard, tricky. And she's put it on so that when I hold it up, when I if I punch the air, yeah then you can read it but normally when my hands are at my, at my sides where it's or in my pockets where they are most of the time it's upside down to the world mm. what's the etiquette on that on that little thing when you get that family crest on the pinky is it when you look at the back of your hand
2: do you see or is it for the world to read I think uh, in in the UK traditionally it was probably to make sure everyone else knew that you were one yeah, of, the, one one when of I, the fancy lads.
1: When I order you a pinky ring with uh, FSMBE on it, mm-hmm. I sincerely hope you'll be displaying that to the
0: world. Well, I shall wear it facing me, of course, because at my age, a little aide de memoir for the name <laughs> is, <laughs> yes. is, is yeah. a good thing to have. So anyway, the row was, it was uh, can I say, established the row was great it was not as i think they say in america a tough row to hoe it was uh, it was a very uh, it melted in the mouth but yeah it was uh, it was a strange experience the chip shop
1: well it got odd when we tried to pay mm. and there was a bit of an incident with the payment and when
0: we were trying to split it three we ways because uh, that's what you do we're you know, democrats, keep it real. We're democrats yeah.
1: exactly and we put all our cards in And then she'd put it all on one card. And when I sort of challenged her on this, she said... I said, well, why did you think we put the other cards in if you put it all on one card? And she said... Uh, well, I thought you'd put your card in in case his didn't work.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But it Which was, I good. was rather insulting. But it was good. I like it when people are thinking on their feet. <laughs> yeah, I quite liked it. I mean, we should have been more specific about it. Maybe instead. we should have. split this three ways. Yeah.
1: There was a moment of. Re- I, you know what I like? There was a lovely moment of uh, realization. The. Uh, I've got to be honest, the elder member of staff, the elderly Yeah, I think he staff.
0: was the man. He arrived as the man, manager back. arriving. Yeah.
1: And suddenly, oh, it was a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. Yeah. A
0: whole new
1: world. I got compliments on
0: my coat. Yeah, he said to me, oh, nice, oh, it's lovely to have you uh coming in here and then all the, oh, the whole staff got friendly didn't they, they, they sucked, the yeah. if,
2: if that had happened before you'd ordered you'd have had another eight row to eat oh, it was like being uh, it was like being a lottery
0: winner <laughs> you know what I was nobody and then suddenly light emanated from me It was great it's one of those rare things that you, you ever get in a sit-down chip shop.
1: Yeah. Oh, the ser- did you notice that, Pierre? The service was lovely. Mm-hmm. After that,
0: thanks, Frank. Yeah, we went. Oh, yeah, we went to a Church of England service <laughs> after. Yes. Give thanks for the row. <laughs> 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 it's a very, very early branch of the Christian Church wore a row instead of the fish badge. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Has there been? Um, Outside world outside world War oh, the outside world Any um, <laughs> voices from afar Yes uh, regarding the warning signs. Oh yes, this is if you see anyone uh, do you have any regular things that you look out for that might put you off? Red flags I think yeah uh, Emily called them.
2: Red flags yeah Thomas says on Twitter suggests a triple digit unread email count um, and I have bad news for him. Uh, I'm approaching 1,500 unread emails on, oh, my, wow. on my email client.
0: I'm good on my phone, but on my laptop it's like 5,000. Yeah. Because mm. who reads emails on their laptop? Yeah. That's for writing novels and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and Frankly, I've yeah. got to be
1: honest, I'm the reverse. I never trust people who have completely clear of any correspondence mm. of any if they don't have the little red cuz I think you I think you'd be quite a high maintenance friend well, I, I think you'd be you're one minute late where have you
0: been <laughs> yeah. I can't live with a uh, a red a red dot on my email on the front of the phone or on my text I need to know what that is yeah
1: what's well, on red emails
0: yeah I think yeah but I want to know what <laughs> I want to know if it's the, the big offer yes As far that's true to come in yeah like I had a friend who, whenever the phone, he, his agent had told him that Brookside had inquired about his availability. So <laughs> you can tell when this was. Brookside was a uh, soap opera in the eighties mm. and uh, maybe the nineties as well. And then uh, he waited for ages and nothing happened. And. Uh, if ever he heard a phone ring, he would say, oh, that'll be Brookside. Even if we were, like, in a shop and the phone <laughs> this I mean, it obviously was joking by then, but there was always pain. Like so much great comedy, there was tears wrapped up in it. <laughs> that'll be Brookside. I've forgotten all about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the call that never came. Oh,
1: the waiting for that. This is the problem with that. I had it with my mother... We were always, my father, I'm afraid, he, bless her, he always used to say, when is she going to realise Trevor Nunn, there was a good ain't here coming up, theatrical middle-class ain't, when is she going to realise Trevor Nunn ain't
0: going to call? Oh, Oh, lovely. Uh, That was like when I I had a holiday romance (laughs) and then I invited her back to um, my home and we went for a walk. I remember there was a walk along the canal from Langley Green to um, Smethwick, which I thought was a... I loved it. It was factory, factory, factory all the way along. All strange, different coloured poisonous smoke that no one was vetting coming out. And I loved that industrial landscape. And I took her on that walk and she was saying, this is horrible. What have you... Oh man, this is horrible. Anyway, she went back home and I waited for the letter. It was letters in those days. And I remember I actually took up, after about two weeks, I pulled all the carpet up in case it had accidentally gotten underneath the uh. fitted carpet, as if such a thing could happen, but the letter never came. Uh. Eh? Who's laughing now, love? That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sh-
1: shows you in a lovely light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, yeah,
1: can we just quickly squeeze <laughs> in a few more never us? Oh slash yes, red, these, are,
0: these are red good, flags. Yeah. Good. Um, we could save somebody's life with these. Yeah.
1: Anyone with a red wine smile?
0: Oh yeah, they're bad. The corners of the <laughs> mouth oh, and oh. the one on the bottom of the lip. Yeah. Oh no,
2: the grey teeth.
0: Yeah. What's the grey well, teeth? Well,
2: these have turned grey from the red wine.
0: <laughs> have you Is ever that? noticed that very Ginger people, and my son is ginger, and I love gingers. They, they, but they have sort of ginger teeth as well. They? Yeah, if you look closely if I don't know if you've ever oh, really stared at a ginger person, but it's like the gums in between the teeth that look a bit ginger, and, Are and they're big. redder. I don't know what it is. They're gingerer.
2: Is this light reflecting?
0: No, I think, I think gingerness is, uh, is a bit more uh, deep fitted. It's a bit more in, in the actual cells than you might think. Oh, right. uh, like I say, I'm extremely pro ginger. I think mm. it's a beautiful look. Grey gums. Molly, Molly's ginger, actually. Have you got grey gums, Molly? Are you building up I
2: never a... said grey, <laughs> I said ginger. Are you building up to a gingivitis joke? No, that, definitely is that, not. Is that where this terrible <laughs> train is headed? No. <laughs> I'm not even sure
0: what gingivitis is. It's a gum condition. It's oh, a gum okay. disease. Well, it's, well, that could be something, in that? Yeah. I'm just... I, look, this is what they call observational comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's actually it's what they call observational <laughs>
1: Um, I'm going to leave you with this. Anthony Adams grey leather shoes. Oh. I'm with AA on that. I
0: don't know if I've ever seen grey oh, leather I have. shoes.
1: Do you remember uh, David Pleat?
0: Yes. Grey leather shoes. Okay. Oh, OK. OK? Yeah. <laughs> I quite like David Pleat. So do I, but I'm just saying... You're grey... just saying he can't be trusted? That's what you're inferring. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. By the way, The Simpsons TV show, I think it's absolutely brilliant, (laughs) but I never want to watch it. (laughs) How do you explain that? Is it because you've already watched all of it? No, I haven't watched all of it. Every time I do watch one, um, it's one I've never seen. But I just don't... I I couldn't agree more. How can that be? It doesn't make any sense. I
1: feel a bit I have given up, frankly. If I sit down to watch it... I feel like what am I doing with my life? Even though I know it's brilliant and the writing's fabulous, it's
0: absolutely it's like one of the funniest shows on television. Fantastic. Clever, inventive, but I don't want to watch
1: it. Why do we feel that? Pierre? I
2: well, I, well, you've got that. You've spoken before about how cartoons make you feel depressed. So I think no, that's but I love cartoons. But the, yeah, you, but I like BoJack Horseman. Oh, okay. So, I ironically, like... mm. normal I didn't cartoons get... make you feel depressed, but the most depressing cartoon <laughs> ever made, you're. it's not just
0: Meet Me. It's like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I yes. thought, this is absolutely brilliant. I'll never, I know I'd never watch it.
2: Again. Yeah, I agree with that, to be fair. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, it's sort of like.
0: Um, I think it's already in there. I sort of have a feel of what it is, I so I don't you. need to reaffirm that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
2: yeah.
0: You know, I don't go out every day and check what a river looks like. That's true. I just know. I'll tell you... I and think... I love them, I don't need to look at a river every day. Yeah. I think it's partly with The Simpsons as
1: well. There's a lot of saturate that I feel there have been so many episodes, it's a bit overload. I yeah. just feel, am I
0: just watching old stuff? I don't think. I think I've got it on my hard drive. I know what it's like. Okay. But it's brilliant. I'm honestly, I couldn't rate it more highly. Yeah. I don't want to watch it.
1: Okay. We've got some other examples of uh, <laughs> never trust her. Oh yes. yeah. Sarcastic fringe head.
0: Um, oh, I thought that was someone we should look out for. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay.
1: But um, baseball caps or any hat when worn by someone driving.
0: Over to you, Frank Skinner. Ooh. Well, there used to be a thing about uh, old old men in uh, trilbys that people used to go who drove like that. Um, I have to say, any man in a baseball cap who isn't American, I'm always slightly disappointed by. Yeah, We had Tim Key as a guest the other week, when he came in a baseball, but I loved Tim Key. When he walked in, I thought... Nah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's very hard for a non-American to carry off a baseball yeah. wow that's hard there's, yeah.
2: there's, there's been an explosion in, in trucker hats especially among the, the uh, certain sections of the comedy community uh, the is there sort of, sort of high ones high yeah, fronted yeah. baseball often cats. a bit like a
0: bit of plastic gauze Oh, yes. that, that
2: in case it gets too hot, yeah, or something.
0: Mm. Now, I, I mean, I really, as I speak as an outsider, because I've got a very big head. I yeah. can't really wear hats. Yeah, you yeah. have. So um, I'm probably, there's probably a bit of uh, resentment in my hat hatitudes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it was worth the pain to go there. This is Frank Skinner.
1: This is Absolute Radio. Boys, hello. Uh, is it ever
0: Hertzsagova?
1: No, it's if I was uh, a female Prime Minister, that's how I'd
0: address the media.
2: Idle, idle, That's
1: yeah. how I'd address the media so if I walked out of number 10 in the oh, morning. Hello, yes. boys. And ladies.
0: <laughs> mm. Okay. And everyone. Mm-hmm. it's pretty i mean god bless Inclusive. you you're probably never going to be a female prime minister
1: how dare you mm. i'll throw it right back you'll probably never play up front for england
0: no
1: i don't i think you well you probably No, have. but i'd
0: like to have played up front for england <laughs> would you like to have been a prime minister oh,
1: doesn't it make you feel sick I looking just, at the job,
0: so much bad mm. furniture you have to put up with in meetings <laughs> It's all plastic chairs, they're horrible, you know, wood finish. Oh, uh, yeah. Call it.
1: How do they stay calm? I spend every minute going, oh my God, what are we going to do? <laughs>
0: I know.
1: If you minute. think of
0: things in your life, like you've got a party to, you know, you've got it, and, you, and it's going to be a bit, uh, I don't mean a political party, but say you're having your 40th birthday party and you're thinking, oh God, I haven't invited, blah, blah, blah. Did I do anything about the balloons? Yes. And what If you're running a country when you're lying in bed at night. Luckily they're mainly people who don't care.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's necessary. I mean it's definitely a tough job where on day one one of the first things you have to sort out is would I nuke the world?
0: Yeah, I know. You actually, you've got that. have got
2: to write those letters for
0: you've the submarine. you got one of the, I imagine the equipment for nuke in the world is like the uh, the button on Britain's Got Talent, <laughs> <laughs> but in a well, special was, room on yeah. its own. Can
1: I say it was always sold to us in that way? Because people would talk about one person coming in and pressing the button.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was sold to us rather in that way.
2: Yeah, very wily Coyote sort of... uh... Mm, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the Acme (laughs) Nuclear Button Company on the box.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Boys, I was going to say, there's something I've been itching to discuss with you both, Mm -hmm. which is something I came across this week, which rather surprised me. And it was a stat and a survey, and I love a stat and a survey... And it said, I read it this week, that 64% of people have had a bus stop of some description with the neighbour. Mm. With a neighbour. A bus stop? Yeah.
0: A bus stop? <laughs> Can you not say that? Bus stop. Oh, sorry, I thought you said bus stop. No, bus, bus stop. Up. Oh, OK. Look, they haven't, <laughs> they haven't uh, got together and formed no, an, a, 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 bus a stop. random... Sorry, it's my accent. No, no, your accent's perfect. Um,
1: But I found this surprising. Not in our case, Frank, in fairness.
0: High or low? Were you surprised it was... It was much higher,
1: because I would say, let's be honest, you're a bit of a git. Mm. I'm a bit of a git s. It doesn't surprise me. I would expect us to have bust-ups regularly. Someone like Pierre, a bit more mellow, yellow, perhaps?
2: I've done my very best to not know a single neighbour. Mm.
1: I think you'd go out with a shark. Is, is that
2: a line from Leviticus?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, shell, well shellfish, rock badges, its all <laughs> off for me. And have you have you carried that off? That you don't know any neighbours. Don't at all? know a single one. I live in a block of flats. To be fair, it would be what? harder if it was a, ha- a house like ne- with houses next door. But
1: well, this is true. The Gen Zers and millennials apparently—they don't—they they make a point of not getting to know their neighbours, Frank.
0: I only, as I grew up with, like, my mum... You know, the neighbours, the Mm. next-door neighbours just was just in and out of our house. You know that thing that people say? They would just come in and sit and talk to my mum. There was the alarm clock incident, of course.
1: Oh, what was that again?
0: I've told you. Do you know about the alarm? I don't know about this. I'll tell you after this break. It was an unusual piece of (laughs) fur neighbouring. I think you'll agree.
2: Frank Skinner.
1: Salute Radio. So these neighbours... Um, w- were been...
2: we in
0: the midst of something? I was going to tell you um, a story. Oh, yes, the alarm clock. Oh, the clock. alarm clock. Yes, yeah, so my my neighbour, um, Mrs Weston, who lived next door, who, um, after her husband died, my mum made a, a Sunday lunch, I remember, Sunday dinner, as we called it, every week, and I would take that round and she'd be waiting, sitting at the table... With a, a tea towel t- tucked in the top of a jumper, ready for spillage, and a massive spoon in her hand, <laughs> no other cutlery. <laughs> so she ate the whole, you know, meat, two <laughs> veg, Yorkshire it all with a big spoon. <laughs> took the, you know, it's a lot of decision making in cutlery. The higher you go up society, the yes. more decision making. She took all that out. Yeah, she but kept anyway, it simple. I love that about her. Yeah. A, dis- she, a disruptor. <laughs> she, yeah. So <laughs> she, um. And I must have told this on on the radio DJS before. I it, love her. It's, it's fine because I don't think uh, I don't think you know it, Pierre. She walked into the house with an alarm clock, put it on our kitchen table, and said to my dad, uh, Len, as he was called his whole life, although his name was John. Uh, <laughs> Len, oh. uh, can you uh, can you mend can you do anything with this alarm clock? He said what is that? What's happened to it? And she said, oh, we dropped it in the po." Now, the po was a colloquial term for the chamber pot in the bedroom because we all had outside ta- toilets. She said, we dropped it in the po." Remember, it was on the kitchen table. Oh, and halfway <laughs> up the face <laughs> of the alarm clock was urine. A literally halfway so up, Contained
2: within the... Contained within <laughs> the alarm clock. <laughs>
1: So, one of those pens. And when you put it upside down, like, there's a lady. Yeah, exactly. It
2: sounds, it sounds like a sort of Damien Hurst <laughs> <Yeah>. art piece. <laughs> well it, maybe it could have been. But I just remember my dad saying,
0: Get it off the table! Get it off the
2: table <laughs> It would be um. a great sort of piece of modern art. <laughs> Time in urine. I
1: also like the, <laughs> exactly. woman, the woman with one giant spoon yeah. who uh. just
2: dropped
1: it in the po. It's like life in medieval Britain.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, instead, instead it was the West Midlands in the, late like, 60s, early 70s. But Gosh. even my dad drew the line at, at that. That was yeah. too much. So he refused to mend it or try I don't know if it would have been mendable. Mm. No. Uh, we won't ask if there's any watch, because it's gone now. I think it was abandoned. But, uh, <laughs> the urine alarm clock. That's, yeah. that's what I... had yeah, the urine alarm clock. <laughs> it's what I... Um, in the wee small hours. Yes. <laughs> but But uh, it's what I remember about um, Neighbours mainly. Um, yeah. And that was... Uh, she, you know, we loved them. You know, we were very close. She was in an out our house all the time, but... That level of intimacies may be too much. What, what, what's a?
1: I bet David Bedell's a nice neighbour.
0: Lovely, I imagine. You know what's weird about Dave is I I love David Bedell. Mm. I I really love him. Me too. And he lives, I think, ten twelve houses away from me. I probably see him about once a month. Mm. And I think so. The idea of the close neighbour, I'm I'm happy to know that he's there, but we we don't see each other that And even when he lived next door to me, we didn't see each other that much. So it's, you know. That's true friendship. I find, yes, I once heard, um, I think it was Johnny Cash said he went fishing with Bob Dylan, and they fished for about five hours without speaking at all. He said, and that's when I knew we'd become really close friends. And I thought, yeah. really? <laughs> but now, as I've got older, I can kind of see uh, what he meant by that. What just the-, the image of Bob Dylan fishing I find unbelievable. <laughs> he must have been rubbish, it. <laughs> Where do you put this old uh, maggot? <laughs> no, no, don't just throw it in on its own, Bob. <laughs> anyway... Um, oh, that's the the has arrived. Right. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I saw a panto in uh, Cheltenham this year. Oh, yes. That um, featured Tweedy. Are you aware of Tweedy? I'm not. I think he's a truly great clown.
2: I, I'm, 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 wa- I'm waiting to discover that actually his profession is something else No, no, he is incredibly He's actually a brilliant He's a Cheryl. He's a brilliant <laughs> clown oh, right. Is and, he a real uh, man?
0: Yeah He's not the
1: Northampton clown though, that's mine No, he's no, the he's, the a, he's a
2: professional clown It would be great to say to someone's face you are a truly great clown <laughs> as an insult though that's But unless. it was
0: um, it was even for me I found it a bit rude Really? The panto Yeah I mean, there was some stuff in it and I thought Oh no! Right, <laughs> like, you know, uh, for the second chamber part of the refer- of reference of the morning, yes. it's a bit where they're in like a prison or something. Oh, and they said, "Oh, I found uh, I found a Mars bar in the chamber part," and I thought, "You're not, you're not going to do, you're not going to do this joke." Oh, oh. And then it, you know, progressed that it wasn't a Mars bar. Why would would it be? I don't know. And it was, I just thought oh no <laughs> don't. please don't talk about that it's a pantomime I mean you expect a bit of you know nodge yeah. nodging in a pantomime
2: but it wasn't one of those um I don't know if you've seen them advertised adult pantomimes. No. Well, it, well, it wasn't advertised well, as such. No.
0: Mm. But um, I was... Um, I, you know, I don't blush much.
1: Well, the adult pantomimes, what, they're often seen, sin, S-I-N, Dorella and things, That thing, was the, the Jim oh,
0: Davidson. Yeah. Oh, was it? It okay. was. I think Love he wrote a series of them. Anyway, Neighbours. Yes. But Tweedy's brilliant. Check him out. OK.
1: Um, so some of the the gripes that were listed... Uh, inter- is, that,
0: is, that, um, is it the gripes? Is what <laughs> Dick Van Dyke makes is a wine out of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was with my accent this morning. Bust up and gripes. No, gripes oh, is correct. Right, obviously. That'd be a good little double that. Bust up and gripes.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Jeff Bust up <laughs> and I'm Steve Gripes. <laughs> and we are. Yeah. So there was
1: in addition to um well they had parking that was a huge one thoughtless parking was really up there
0: yes Mm. i don't know how you both feel about that i've never done thoughtless parking in my life it needs such a degree of concentration and planning for me to park anywhere
2: no Mm. i I can't relate to that any more than i could relate to the phrase thoughtless archery (laughs) no exactly (laughs) Thoughtless
0: archery well, is it's even more dangerous. I've got to be
1: honest, I do have a thoughtless
0: parker. No do you? Name.
1: He's a dad. Lady
0: Penelope, 1964. <laughs> now, go on.
1: He's a dad. Right. He's got a large, let's call it an SUV. Okay. You
0: know the type. Mm. Yeah.
1: And I would describe his parking as uh, borderline optimistic. Slash, I'd call him a cosy parker.
0: That's what I'd call him. Are we getting close to? He
1: pulls up right to up to my bumper, baby. Okay. <laughs> he really does. Ooh. I want a bit more space next to my bumper.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: He parks in a sort of Tetris fashion.
0: Okay. No,
1: I mean everything is, I can, and I can't get out. I've never. I don't know how to address this with him because it feels confrontational. It's not what I do. i rather talk about him behind his back. Yeah. So I just, um, I've got my revenge by uh, giving him quite a terse hello.
0: Okay. I don't Mm. know what
1: to do about it, but I can't get out.
0: Well, the car alarm has ruined this. When I first (laughs) drive in, you could just bump him back a bit with your car, (laughs) give yourself a bit of space. But now that the alarm goes off and you're in trouble. You're snitched upon. Uh, Yeah,
1: Bins have come up as well and I know, Frank, you have had previous with bins and a number of people on this subject of neighbours have been in touch wanting to know what happened with your very own bin gate incident.
0: Well, um, interestingly, one of my bins went missing when you um, say interestingly, <laughs> yeah, we well not that interestingly looking back on it. But um, so the, uh, so I'm, I, my problem was I was I had a cluster, I had too many bins, but one of them has gone, and I did actually move one as a sort of gesture of good neighbourhood, and it hasn't been mentioned since. So I think we might have got over that initial hiccup, but I would like my bin back. <laughs> I mean, who's going to nick a wheelie bin? What are you going to do with that? Have it in the house? Yeah,
2: it's a sort
0: of... uh... Serial killer's the only person who would put a wheelie bin to actual, practical, regular use.
1: Absolute radio.
0: And I don't think we've got one in the street that I know of as yet. (laughs) But even if they... As long as they can park, all right. (laughs) Obviously, they want a bit of room behind their car so they can get in the boot. (laughs) Can I ask a question? I um, You hear about neighbours who play really loud music, who um, block people's parking spaces and all that. I never, I have never met Anyone who said to me, "Yeah, I I uh, I play really loud music in my (laughs) flat," and I tell you, I tend to park. They've got to drive, but I park to make it really difficult for them to. I've never met anyone who says, "Yeah, Yeah. when I go on public transport, I don't use earphones at all. I just have like my phone and watch a whole film." Everyone has to listen (laughs) on a tablet. Where do they? Where do they go? (laughs) Those the people who actually do it. Why have I never met those people? I've only ever met the victims. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a sort of warehouse somewhere. Where these, <laughs> That's where they live. Where these awful people are sort of stored to be deployed the next day onto public transport. But, but there's plenty of them. Yeah?
0: <clears throat> you know, as a friend ever said to you, yeah, when I'm on a, a really crowded <laughs> train, I like to put my <laughs> luggage on the seat. Now, no one ever says it.
2: I, I used to live with a guy who, he'd, he would take phone calls on, on buses. Oh. And And... Public transport on above ground trains and things, and he did, he. When I said to, him, would you just? I would. Shush. I'd do that. No, I but think. he was loud. Yeah, he was. Yes. The, he was the loud person on the phone on the bus. You know, right. that everyone yeah. else is silent, and he I s- think- doesn't feel weird. Hello, like like that prank show, whatever it was. Yeah, called. it was yeah. mad. And it, these are not business calls either. These are. You're just oh, yelling. Like. Your
1: Pierre's I like Pierre. He's very proper. Business calls, I'll allow.
2: <laughs> but it's just that if it was boring information, it would be less awkward. But because it was sort of about friends, relationships, and things,
1: I object to intimate conversations yeah. in public. I, I don't I, mind. No, I find it very ostentatious. Call it
2: life, the silent carriage. There needs to be more noise, though. If everyone was at it, it would be Maybe. disguised. But in it's in when it's sepulchral. But when people are watching, like.
0: The Prince of Bel Air on their phone, <laughs> really loud, on it with no headphones. Yeah. Yes. Think, what, do you, what do you think? What are you thinking? Are you thinking I'll show them, or are you not even? They're not
2: thinking. They're just thinking this' well, we noise don't is my for certain. <laughs> yeah. is they're the thinking worst. this noise is my business.
1: What about when they scroll through Instagram with the volume up? So I'm hearing oh, a snippet of each video. I think, oh, this is nice.
0: Yeah. This so are you those people? <laughs> and why? 8, 12, 15. Yeah. Because we must have some people listening who are those people. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that. By the way, I to... uh, headphone, is that the right thing? Headphones. Is that the right word? Yeah. Because sometimes There's... I get mixed up with earplugs and headphones mm. and...
2: Headsets e- earbuds and, are a type of headphone.
0: I can't say earbud. Ear, well, they earbuds. all wear earbuds
1: now. It's like they've started, the Premier League footballers, they've swapped over the big headphones mm-hmm. for the earbuds
0: now. Yeah, but as I've said before, I've, I, my ears won't, uh, they won't cling to a bod. Have you they're got canal issues? Out. I've got canal issues. I think there's a lock on one of <laughs> my ears, <laughs> um, which drains and undrains. No, they just won't stay in a bod.
1: Well, you need what I'm going to give you. I'm going to gift you, which is a bespoke earplug. They'll take a mould of your canal. Oh
0: my goodness! <laughs> do you uh, write for Panto? <laughs> a mould of my canal.
1: I don't know if they'll do the entire canal, but no. they take a mould of your earplug of your ear. Plug, your, and uh, it will be. I'm gonna. Do you know what? That's a lovely present for you.
0: Well, the other day I realised that I was I was gonna listen to my uh, audio book um, uh, on the way back from the, the school run, and I, th- I realised I hadn't got the, the earplugs headphones, mm-hmm. things with me. And I thought I could. I'm actually on Hampstead Heath. I could walk along and listen to it. And I thought, no, I don't want to be one of those people. Um, but I do want to hear from them yeah 8 12, 15. <laughs> Frank Skinner Frank Skinner
2: Absolute Radio Absolute Radio in terms of um, these rude these rude people mm. that we want to hear from mm. um, I don't think any of them have got in touch too busy watching a f- Full illegal download of a film on a tablet on a bus <laughs> but um one uh, in saying why are American women so loud? We recently <laughs> went away to Amsterdam on, on two different trips we had the noisiest of women talking or shouting are they not allowed to talk in America?
1: Is that um, the Dowager Duchess from Downton Abbey? Yes. What, what the is American it? women are so loud What, what, <laughs> pray, <laughs> what pray is a weekend? Is it to shout across those
2: great distances
1: your country
0: contains?
2: <laughs> it's very <laughs>
0: American. I'd say that is uh, I mean you just, I was uh, in a restaurant once with a woman who was very loud not American oh mm. thank you very and, much I've got no, wasn't you <laughs> and the people in the, on the
2: next table asked if they could be moved So it can happen. I once, on a flight, I sat next to a a Swedish guy and he was sat next to his Swedish wife. Mm. And they were chatting in Swedish and sort of quite sort of in a hushed sort of airport, um, airplane level conversation. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. And then when he turned to speak to me in English, he was incredibly loud with an American accent. It was like he'd learned to be loud when he spoke English. Because oh, right. he'd learned English from Americans. <laughs> so he'd sort of go, Oh, Beltis, you're So, where are you, flying? <laughs> ah, suddenly bellowing in my face.
1: I like that he could change his whole persona depending yeah. on his uh, accent. It's well, like, there's
2: been some American teachers saying, like, no, <laughs> really, go, just, just go for, for, ba- for it. Just for balance, I'm going to
0: tell you a, uh, a story about an American neighbour I had then. I lived in flats, but not, I mean, mm. n- not um, not multi, like six-storey mm. flats. Mm. And he, uh, he and his wife lived above me, and... Um, I got in one night, he was an American, they were both Americans, I got in one night and he was sitting on the stairs, and uh, I said, you know, you're right, and he said, uh, when I did the accident, he said, (laughs) well, sheriff, (laughs) sure, (laughs) hard time. No, he said, um, he said he'd he'd lost his keys and his wife wasn't back till like 11 o'clock, so he was stuck out, so he was sitting on the stairs, and I said, well, come in. I remember I said come in and have a coffee, and I never ever drank coffee. But I thought he's American. I can't drink tea. Yeah. Oh, you were trying to show off. Yeah. Right. Do you want some uh, milk and cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're after?
1: <laughs> and then maybe we could catch the baseball game. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'll get you some Jello sandwiches. <laughs> anyway, I took him in and made him. A- it was instant coffee because I can't work the machine. Ooh. And um, af- we got talking. Did you like him? Yeah. But I had had issues with them. Is mm-hmm. that in the morning at about six o'clock when they got up, you could hear on the floorboards oh, was them bit, wa- walking yeah. about. Yeah. And it was in our lease, can I say, you're supposed to have carpets. On the mm. For that reason. Well, of course, you should have. So powder. I'm sitting there thinking. He seems a nice bloke. I've made him coffee. It's all right. Do I bring up the or the stilettos and he's um, whatever you call those metal bits? We used to call them segs. But I don't yeah. think anyone else Faultry. called them. Yeah. So uh, do I bring it up? Do I not stick around? I'm just going to hit
1: you with some warning signs slash red flags. Okay. Andy Stone, someone who starts a sentence with, I'm not going to lie.
0: Mm-hmm. What say you? Well, I went on a Harry Potter tour of the West End last week. And the um host of that too was a guy called Ben, and it was very, very nice, but he did say, I'm not gonna lie, a lot. Mm. And then he told an origin story about the Hamani character mm.
2: which I think might be a lie. <laughs> Hey. Um, <laughs> it's bold to go on a, to to host a tour and <laughs> continuously. I'm not going to lie, but that's where Henry VIII was born. Well, wh- when, well, when I, I you say a a lie? she's passing. a fictional
0: character. No, no, but I mean how um, oh. Emma Watson got the part. Oh, because what he said. I don't. When I say a lie, I think it was, I think it was incorrect. I'm not totally sure about this. I'd love to find out it's true. It's a great story. He said no one else. Every girl at Emma Watson's School. Did an open audition for the Amani part. She wasn't interested. And in the end, the teacher said she really should do it. So she went in a bit off and said, got the script and said, all right, let's just get this over with. And they said, perfect. You're absolutely perfect, which is a great story. So then I looked it up on the internet and Weirdly, there's about four different how she got the part stories, but not that one that I could see. But things like she'd never acted before was one. Um, A letter from the (laughs) theatre where she acted regularly, that was what got her in. She knew she'd got the part. Anyway, I'd love to get to the bottom of it, if you're listening, Emma yeah (laughs) she won't be
1: i mean it is quite
0: i'll tell you more of the tour after because it was a good tour but yeah he i that that just wrong about he did say a lot i'm not gonna lie
1: although i do feel i feel a bit for this gentleman (laughs) just because not not just because you're
0: a bit of a git um i love no i really liked him well here's an example i'll tell
1: you why though frank you are i mean you are in an unusual position you and Kath and bells because you're going on a Harry Potter tour, hmm. and uh, your brother-in-law wrote Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah, but I know, we never mentioned that. Did you not? Oh, no. I would have. I. Would, oh, why did you keep quiet? No,
0: it? I didn't mention that. Um, I haven't forgotten, by the way, about the American Neighbours. But now we're on tour. A... No, I didn't because um, I just it sounded a bit grand to say that, and. Um, what happened was, um, I think something else he said. He used the word um, penguin as a verb. What? Quite a lot. No, I don't trust him, now. No, I really like it. line. It's uh, a, <laughs> uh, when we stopped for him to tell, you know, we followed the, umbre- the raised umbrella, <laughs> unfurled. Oh. No, no, furled. He, he, held, he held up the furled umbrella, and we all followed that. You know, like how you a do wand. It with um, a bit like a wand. But you know the way you do with guides. Yes. Mm. And then he'd stop us, and he'd say, "Right, right, come on, um, penguin <laughs> up, penguin up a bit." Uh. <laughs> Did you not like close that? to him. No, was, I did like it. though no for warmth. Is that what yeah. penguins do? So that yeah. was. See, that was good, I thought. Yeah, OK.
1: At least you didn't have to wear a coloured <laughs> tabard. No. Because increasingly <laughs> they make them do that in group outings. Really? And I see the children now and I think my mother would have withdrawn me from that school. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway... Uh, back to Frank and the penguin.
0: So he, he showed us uh, around. And the, the way it worked, the tour, was this, is that... You didn't pay. for the, It was a free tour. Oh. And then at the end, you paid what you thought it was worth. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Well, it's the sort of free fringe um, approach. Yes. Where um, in Edinburgh, there's a thing called the free fringe where you go and see a comedian. And if you don't like them, you don't pay. I think often with people, if they do like them, they don't pay, which is poor. Yes. So um, it's a two hour tour. And at the end, I gave him. Uh, oh, tea, I gave him fifty quid. That's
1: lovely, Frank. Ah. How many? Three of you, yeah. Because he yeah. wasn't.
2: Because he wasn't going to lie. He reassured you throughout no, the entire yeah. tour. What but he was, he was good. He was good. He was very animated. Got, and I'm a bit blah, blah. dyslexic.
1: him. How many is that pair between
0: uh, three sef- of them? It's seventeen. Uh, oh God, no, it's just a missed. little under. It's sixteen. Something. Sixty. Oh, I-
1: Okay, six this isn't great. Each.
0: What? I think this is a. This the is a, producer's going crazy. She's hitting me, same shot. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, this isn't great. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two cliffhangers going <laughs> now. Goodness. Friend Skinner on Absolute Radio. You, where were we? Are you going to say something you don't approve of? Well, um, I mean, let's <laughs> narrow
1: it down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was on the subject of my Harry Potter tour and the. Pay, pay if you what you think it's worth
1: yeah you see uh, no I like that you I thought I think that's very generous
0: well, I don't know if I don't know what other people gave I just know that some people just walked away what sort of I, I mean these are animals
2: those are the people <laughs> do they as they walked away did they get out a tablet and start watching a full film yes I think they did <laughs> With no headphones. and then walked to
0: the car that was parked over the disabled <laughs> slope yeah. yeah um yeah well, I, I I don't know. I don't I think know what goes I on always...
1: There. My father would say, walking through the tube, whenever he saw a, a, a person, generally with a, a sort of silver bowler hat doing a tap dance, mm. you know, in the entrance of the tube station, he'd say, I will always re- reward somebody who sings for their supper. There you go. OK. Hmm. And they sung for their supper these days. Well, I thought
0: people. this guy gave the two of the four... He gave it his full, uh, his full works. Would you recommend how many stars? Well, if I had a criticism, I'd say... There was a lot of stuff that inspired it sounds like you've in got Harry, a few. Harry Potter, <laughs> rather than the actual. Because vi- yeah. filming in Central London is so ridiculously expensive, I think what would happen. Is that J.K. Rowling would go down somewhere that looked like Nocturne Alley and said, "This is brilliant. Uh, if we film here for a day, it's one point six million pounds. Let's build one lot <laughs> that looks like this in the studio, be cheap." <laughs> yeah. So there was that. But it was, it was. I loved it personally. Boz loved it. Kat loved it. She doesn't even know Harry Potter. Is she not? Also, there was a fabulous moment which was worth fifty quid, where the <laughs> where Ben the the uh, the guide said, "Right, I'm going to ask you a question." He said, "No one ever gets this. If you get this, I'll buy you a round of drinks." He said, "Right, Mister Ollivander, who makes the wands." Hmm. Hope I've got the name right now. You do. He said, uh, "What's his first name?" Ooh. Anyone in here, Molly? You're a Harry Potter fan. God. You Harry Potter fan, aren't you? Uh, yeah, not Pierre? at that level, though. No? Mm. So, Boz sticks I
1: noticed his... he didn't even look at me. No. He knows.
0: Boz sticks his hand up, Garrick, and he went, oh, God." on. Oh, but lovely. did we get the round of drinks? Did we, Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, that, so 50 quid plus a round of drinks, you could call it, the payment, as soon as we didn't get the round of drinks. OK. Anyway, so the American neighbour... Mm. Yes, our original cliffhanger. So he said. Uh, oh, yes! He said, What do what we like as neighbours upstairs? Oh. He brought it up. Yeah. By then, you know, he was on his second coffee. Sure. I think I'd. Uh, made him a corn dog
2: <laughs> saying, yeah.
0: you'd, you'd, which is good because I don't actually know what that is you'd, you'd offered him a, sh- a Chevrolet <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. a highway car He'd, we'd had some Hershey kisses sure. but, but that's our business <laughs> and uh, he said so what do we like as uh, neighbours what do yeah. we like to live beneath
1: I call these moments in Frank Skinner's life could have left it,
0: but <laughs> well, I didn't. shame to waste an opportunity <laughs> like that. But um, unfortunately, now I've been silenced again, so it's, it's another cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm falling down. It's like, it's like steps rather than a cliff. Yes. Hanging from the next one down. You know when they fall over a cliff and then you look over the side and they're hanging by a tree that's growing out <laughs> I'm like that.
2: Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio
0: so this american neighbor says to me um what are we like as neighbors what's it like living beneath us i said well to be honest first thing in the morning you're a bit of a nightmare i said because you're both i said i don't know if your wife wears stilettos it sounds like you both wear stilettos (laughs) but it's really loud and he said oh sorry about that you should have come up and complained and i thought i should you know but the stairs and also, I'm not going to complain at like half six in the morning. Yeah. Should you,
1: though? Why is the onus on you to correct their behaviour? Well, Shouldn't they think we've got neighbours below?
0: Well, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So we had this and uh, we, we, we talked. A l- I think I, I gave him a Reese peanut butter bar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and Oreos.
0: Uh, yes, Oreos. <laughs> and, and a rifle. And, uh, oh, no, don't spoil it. This is this is the balance for your anti-loud American thing. Yeah, sorry. So, anyway, he went off. His wife arrived at about half eleven and he went off.
1: With a bowl of chowder.
0: And, uh, and tap shoes. And, yeah, exactly. She arrived on stilts. <laughs> so, um... Did they stop? It stopped. <gasps> but how? It just stopped. So the next... Well, not, probably I didn't see him again for about three weeks. Yeah. And he said, to, how are we in the mornings now? And I said, it's really quiet. Mm. And he said, yeah, we've had monkey bars fitted in every room so we don't <laughs> touch the floor. <gasps> No, he didn't say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been great. If, if that would be like an enclosure. <laughs> yeah,
0: just just swing it across. Oh, man. No, he said um, I went out um, the next day and bought house slippers for both of us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we wear in the mornings. Much, much right.
2: warmer than our house clogs that we'd been Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we didn't even live in a house. He could have got flat slippers, but no. Um. Actually you wouldn't call it a flat, would he?
1: No, call apartment. It
0: a, yeah, what do you call it, a condominium? <laughs> what is a condominium? A
1: condo and a walk-up,
0: uh, all these things. No, but what is a condominium? What does that, I've never dared, as a Catholic, I've never dared look it
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it a flat it's or a an house? Ap- or it's
0: an apartment,
1: essentially. So it's just it.
2: another word for a flat. They're well, low-rise apartments, aren't they? Yeah,
1: and there are stipulations. I don't know what they are associated. I'm sure we'll have some medicans who can inform
0: us. Yeah, if they're still listening after see yeah are on about have it. Residents Association. <laughs> yeah. Will they will they be texting in with block capitals? The I tell you
1: what they always go on about as well, the co-op board. Oh, yeah. the Americans and their co-op boards. What is that? I don't the know co-op what that board decides who can live there. So yeah. in your apartments, oh. the co-op board, it's normally a lot of elderly women whose relatives came over on the Mayflower,
0: Mayflower yeah. families. Sound like my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> Pilgrims.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they sort of sit and frown at you and ask you if you wear they clogs instead of slippers. Or oh, do so like, you yeah. have parties, you know?
1: The Dakota building, which, as you know, John it, Lennon famously lived yes. in, I think he, he struggled for a while. I think they let him through.
0: John Lennon struggled too. Oh, get yeah, it. they
1: wouldn't let Madonna's been turned down from I mean, they
0: buildings. were barefoot most of the time. Even <laughs> Yoko, that would well, they have been don't all right. They, 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 they tried no. not to get out of bed, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they lived in a bag for a while.
1: But that's Perfect. lovely and quiet. You know, they're lovely, quiet neighbours, no shoes. Mm.
0: Mm. Though she screamed a lot, Yoko. Mm. There's an album (laughs) with a track which is just her screaming, absolutely. The co-op wouldn't like that. No. 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 (laughs) Or Aldi. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.
1: I had someone move in and it was one of those, oh dear, moments I thought I'm going to go over and say hello. They've moved in. I'll be, you know, let's keep the party polite. The removals uh, van was arriving. And you know what I saw uh, being carried off and into the house? Oh. A gong.
0: No. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> what's,
1: now, what's when that? I say gong, I'm talking beginning of the Carry On films size. Yeah. Do you remember that, Frank? If you care to remind our readers.
0: Yes, there was an enormous gong, which, I, if I remember rightly, was struck by the uh, middleweight British boxer, Bombardier Billy Wells. Right. Yeah, and he used to hit this enormous <laughs> gong. Was it for the rank organisation?
2: organisation. Well, so, yeah. Well, since New Year's, you've got your own enormous gong now, Frank. Well, that is oh. true, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> I haven't but got it yet. Ah.
1: When I saw the gong, mm. I didn't get a good feeling.
0: When I see the gong, I think of the Holy Trinity. Remember that? Yeah, yeah yes.
1: And I thought, it's so big, it'll be decorative,
0: surely. Yeah. yeah. But you'd be anxious around mealtime.
1: I found out the next... <laughs> week, it turned or, out...
2: Or at the start of any martial arts bout that could be happening. Yeah. It
1: turned out breakfast was a big occasion in their
2: house. Oh. You're kidding.
1: 6.35am... No. Oh,
2: wow. My
1: entire place was shaking. It's the way you'd sort of summon all the
2: characters in a in a murder mystery to breakfast, isn't it?
1: <laughs> and exactly. then I realised they'd allowed the gong-banging duties to be given to their child, uh, who would oh. bang it constantly and then scream and laugh. I, did, so I asked the mother, I mm. took it up, I said, look, I just wondered if you could maybe just be aware of the, you know, maybe... Maybe do this after six forty-five a.m. Maybe, she said. Oh, was is it noisy for you? I, I'm not aware of noise. You know, I'm a mother, so you get much more tolerant of noise.
0: <gasps> oh, that's a savage. The, well, yes,
1: but what was great is it gave me an opportunity to test out that tolerance.
0: Ah. ah.
1: So I discovered uh, a lovely dubstep horror, which is a form of uh, music, niche yeah. music. And I thoroughly recommend playing uh, Organ Boy by Zombie. I think it's called. Right. Organ Donor by Zombie Boy. It was called.
0: <laughs> okay. At right. full blast. All oh, right. Yeah.
1: That's. They moved out three months later. Good. Honestly. Wow. They, that they really
0: was loud music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. Well done, <laughs> Zombie I mean, I think Boy. It... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want one of his organs, would you?
1: No. no not decayed. if
0: he's already a zombie. He'd be decayed.
2: Obviously.
0: <laughs> Absolute Radio. We've been
1: talking about uh, co ops and what exactly they are in America. Mm. And uh, they're a form of apartment, we've said. Uh, Robert Clements
0: has. No, no. Um, Co ops aren't a form of apartment. Condominiums. Condominiums. No,
1: but co ops, I'm so sorry. You asked what the co op did on an apartment because Americans often refer to the
0: co op, don't they? Right. I'd never heard it until you you and uh, Pierre said it. They're a
1: board. And Robert Clements says... Um, Samuel
0: H. Clements?
1: <laughs> Co-ops in and condominiums are USA-American. They're funding modelled. I don't quite understand what that means. But, you know... Do you know who Samuel cond-
2: Clements is? <laughs> Mark Twain. Ah. Mm. <laughs> um, in terms of the noisy neighbours... Mm. Uh, 190 Colditz on Twitter sends us. Uh, oh! Uh, they had nice, you know, it was digging all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, at all hours. Yeah. <laughs> Every Tom, Dick, and Harry coming and going. That board game,
1: <laughs> Ca- Escape from Colditz, Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a bit inappropriate. It's probably been cancelled now, no. is it? I think they. I don't know. Was it inappropriate? Well, the subject matter was a little. Well, off. you know. But, you know, it's not very Christmassy. But I did love that game. Yeah. Which, mm. which side were you, Frank, when you played it? Just out of interest?
0: Did you prefer to what, be what were the Nazis in it
1: yeah you could be German oh or prisoner. I didn't
0: realise that no. I thought we were all oh no I no. don't I never I don't want to I mean no disrespect to any
2: Nazis that are listening but I wouldn't want to <laughs> be I wouldn't be, want to be of their number no well I don't know the naming provenance of what 90 it's but he sent us a note uh, that he got from a hotel manager I think last summer a little printed out the yeah. letterhead and everything I'm going to read it as a sort of poem, which is how it's written. It's not English is not their first language, so they've done okay. their, their best. Good morning, the management thanks you for choosing us. We kindly ask you after 10 p.m. in your room, keep the utmost silence, not to move chairs or anything else. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the room below, we have an unfriendly gentleman who is in great need of rest. Thank you very much to the management.
0: Oh, I love this person. I feel that I have in the room below an unfriendly gentleman, and it's me. I think you are. Oh, that's a great note, though, worth keeping. Yeah, I think I'll give give you one more. I'm trying to sell that. I quite like my neighbours. I got to be honest.
1: You've got a bit of a sort of Albert Square. Mm. I mean, I say Albert Square with underfloor heating. Yeah. But you've very much got that vibe going on. You've got a lovely
0: collective in your street. There's a man who lives across the road. I won't name him, but he um, he imports chocolate. Mm. Oh, he's so proud of this, Frank. He's always boasting about it. And I'll see him in the street, and we'll talk a bit, you know, about how things are and stuff, and he'll say... uh, do you want a bit of chocolate? <laughs> and I'll say, yeah. And he'll get, like, about five bars, Like not from, full size. From inside a big coat. From where, where, where oh wherever he's, uh, yeah, he's always got a bit He's a bit posher him.
1: than, he's a bit like Sir William Wonka, rather than William Wonka. <laughs>
0: well, no, to be honest, it's all like, um, I can't remember what the term is, fair trade, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, so yeah. it's all, like, uh, very ethnically... Uh, Uh, I think I've sampled his wares. It's lovely. Mm. Mm. It's great. If if there's any kind of outside event going on. You know, when we used to applaud the NHS, I couldn't get out fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, we love the NHS. Have you got a plain one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to have a neighbor who's in the chocolate do business. You, do you go into his or does he bring it over? Do you go into his lair? No, usually he's just in the street
2: or give it me or on the heath. Do you see the shadows of tiny figures <laughs> through the windows of his house? <laughs> Yeah, In the they're, chocolate they're, lab. Yeah, that's,
0: it's those oh. you know those chocolate people used to get on the adverts for. Uh, used to be one of the, the sort of advert buffers on Coronation Street. Used to be oh, chocolate like made people who were from Quality Street. Or something. Oh yeah, they were actually chocolate people. Um, okay, like jelly babies but made of chocolate. Um, so anyway, um, thanks for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now so get out. That's it.